What's up and welcome into the Forte Catholic Podcast. I am the host, Taylor Schroll. Today's episode is a little different. We've had so many new listeners in the last couple of months that we wanted to look back on the year of 2018, what happened in my life, what happened in your life, what happened in the life of the show, uh, just to be able to look back and see what we can learn from it and how we can move forward into 2019. So there's um, some things that if you've been listening for the whole year will be a little bit of a repeat. If you're new, it's stuff that you've never heard before, and hopefully you'll enjoy some of our best moments in the show's history. If you have been listening for a while, uh, we really want to keep the audience of this show growing. This would be a great episode to share with people who haven't heard it before because we're just talking about all the all the fun stuff that we've been able to do over the last year and what we are looking forward to do in 2019. So please uh, follow us on social media at Taylor Schroll on Instagram and Twitter at Forte Catholic, also on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and share this episode with your friends. Let's continue to keep this thing growing. Thank you guys so much who have been with me uh, over the course of this past year. You guys rock. Could, wouldn't do the show without you. Enjoy today's show. survived 2018. There were multiple times we didn't think we were going to make it, but we all made it together as a unit. I'm so proud of us. You made it another year, and you're still listening to Forte Catholic for some reason. So thank you very much. I am joined today by one of the best four co-hosts on this show, (laughs) Mr. Sean McAfee. The only non-American to co-host the show. How are you today, buddy? Tell the truth, Taylor. You live in Italy. You're Italian. Okay. You know, they don't feel that way, but thank you. Okay. Th- thank you for talking to your mic. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's really funny. Guys, I'm just going to let you let you in behind the curtain a little bit. Why do people say behind the curtain? There are no curtains in here. Behind the door? I'm surrounded by carpet. I'm in a radio studio. It's a small room with carpeted walls. I feel insane very often. And I've used this joke 19 times in the history of Forte Catholic. Like insane people do. Very much so. I belong in an asylum. But instead, I am in the Red Sea Radio Intergalactic Studios here in Bryan College Station. It is a nasty day outside. New listeners... Every time we start the show, I give you a pointless weather update for a location that most of you don't live in, just so that you know where I am coming from. Um, and, but I've never let someone else do it. So I want to hear from the Italian. How are things in Italy today? Tutto bene. No uh, one knows what the... that means. Please watch your language. <laughs> I don't know. We might get bleeped out because no one knows what you're saying. Do you have your soundboard yet? I absolutely have my soundboard. But okay, so can we can we have a fun game where you I, I run into a sentence and you you know maybe use it in an oppor- opportune time to make it sound like it needs to be bleeped out? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go behind the carpeted walls again slash curtain and tell everyone that I don't have a producer anymore. I don't know where this thing is. We're just gonna try out some uh, some of the school bell. That's not it. Nope, that's that's definitely not it. 
I don't know how to how to bleep anything. Um, so it's in the it's in the 30s and 40s right now. And is uh, that Celsius or Fahrenheit? Ah, uh, if it was Celsius, my skin would be melting. Uh, see, I think, right? I'm an American. I don't know what Celsius is. You do, proving once again that you're an Italian. <laughs> so <laughs> what? It's uh, it's around 30 to 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit lately and uh it's getting dry and i'm getting a little tired of the cold without any snow there's nothing nothing that the cold is benefiting us with other than a lot of dew a lot of dew you say huh a lot of dew (laughs) do the dew how about we stop this very pointless conversation about you being italian and talk about the new year happy new year sean happy new year you sound so not excited (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know you know i don't know you get to a point and you're just like okay well you know life goes on another new year i don't know one one month is just the same as the rest i guess i don't know but life's just blurring together <laughs> that's the saddest thing i've ever heard i'm trying to transition into this all this excitement about the new year and you're just like blah all right all right all right right look, look <laughs> let's try it let's try it again do it again okay john are you excited about the new year so excited. Let me tell you what I got planned for 2019. I am going to write five books. You this write year. five books like every week, dude. I'm going to start a rival podcast that drives yours into the ground. No, you're not. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Happy New Year. Okay, so now that you're excited, I'm going to bring the show down a bit. We're just going to just make this a huge roller coaster. I actually just kind of played you a little bit because we're actually going to start with how bad my week has gone. <laughs> and you brought it down, oh, no. and I, I wanted to bring it back up before making it crash down again. Okay. Oh, no. We have to preface this. Again, it's going to be an emotional roller coaster. Everybody buckle up. Put that little, like, that. what are those things called? The, like, metal things that, like, strap you in? What would you call those? Handlebars on a roller buckle? coasters? A bu- no, it's not a buckle. Oh, you mean like a seatbelt? No, 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 no. Like those metal seat bars. Restrainer. Seat A restraint. We're going to call it a seat restrainer. Is that in Fahrenheit or Celsius? Uh, Kelvin. Kelvin. Okay. So those things that you pull down that fit whenever you start, and then by the end of the ride, they're suffocating you. Is that is that your experience? Mm, no. I'm chubbier than you. That's my experience. So <laughs> oh, uh, no. I had a tremendous time. Over the Christmas break. We were gone for almost two weeks. We went to San Antonio for my wife's mother's retirement party. She worked for the government. She got a letter, a personalized letter from the governor thanking her for her public service. That was pretty cool. We have governors in in America. Do you have governors in Italy? (laughs) You need to stop it. I'm not Italian. (laughs) You are Italian. You live in Italy. That makes you Italian. I'm an expat. No one knows what that means. Yep. I don't either. We we kicked you out of the. Why did you get kicked out of the country? <laughs> what did you do? I, I, Tell us right here. Roll. I just can't roll with all these incriminating statements that you. <laughs> News next week: Sean McAfee in jail after being extradited. Okay, so right, exactly. we went there, and then we went to my parents' house. We dropped off my oldest two kids. My wife and I and our baby went to New Orleans for a tremendous vacation it's where my wife and i honeymooned we ate so much great food hung out in the french quarter it was phenomenal and then we went back on christmas eve day or we actually guess we actually got back on christmas eve like that evening and i've never heard anybody say christmas eve day christmas day eve christmas eve day yes we got to my parents house spent a couple of days there it was a fantastic time then we come home after this tremendous trip walk in our front door 
It smells terrible because once again, our front room has flooded. Yay, we did it. I think I know how to do the applause. Do I know how to do the applause on this board? I don't think I do. There we, there we go. We got applause. Oh, look what I found. Hey, Sean, start talking. Uh, it's me. It's me. I'm Sean. I'm okay. a big. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so we get home. Our front room had flooded, which has happened before. If you're listening to the show before, I have a bad week every, uh, every like, I don't know, four or five months or so, like where everything I touch falls apart. I have what you would call a, a white thumb. It means oh. that I'm a white male and everything I touch goes, goes bad. So it smells bad in that room, which is musty because like there was water sitting in there for God knows how long because we were gone for almost two weeks. And we were like, okay, this is kind of, this is not good, but it's happened before. We'll figure it out. My wife started cleaning. We got the kids in the house. We unloaded the car. Then we walk into the next room, which is our kitchen. And it smells like death oh. because our fridge had stopped working. <laughs> once I was say, oh no, fuzzy. Once again. It had stopped working. Fuzzy. <laughs> we don't have pets. We just have children, and they're all very, very safe. So our fridge and freezer had stopped working at some point. All the food had spoiled. It smelled terrible. So I spent that evening. My wife was, like, cleaning the, the flooded room. I found another fridge on, like, Facebook's version of Craigslist, and then I... Took one fridge out, got my neighbor to come over. We went and picked up that fridge. Uh, it didn't work, so I lost $150 on that fridge that didn't work. Uh, so I just said, to heck with this, and then I ordered a fridge from Lowe's. So we got a new fridge. Everybody's very excited about our new fridge. I'm out more money than I planned to be this Christmas season. And then, after all that that evening, and I go to use the bathroom right before I go to sleep, I find out that my toilet is also broken and overflowing and has been for gosh knows how long. So I spent the next two and a half hours, mind you, this is like 1230 at night when I find this out, until like 245 at night, I'm ripping a toilet out and it's like there's toilet water everywhere. In the, It was a very, very bad week. Now you own your home, I take it? I do. Home ownership is a real job. It's a real uh, 24 hour job sometimes. Yes. Just like being a pet owner, which is why I'm not a pet owner. I have way too many 24-hour oh, Fuzzy! Jobs. Yeah, I'm no longer a pet owner. <laughs> okay, so... No longer. You aren't feeling well today. I had a rough week. Our general manager here in the statement is sick. I, uh, I don't even need the sound effects button. Um, can I censor your coughing? Can we do that? Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, here's what I want to do. I got this idea from Zach Mabry. He did like a year in review. And I thought it was a great way to be able to look back on the year and, and remember all the things that happened. Because I He has all the good ideas. He sure does. It's because he's, he's just a little rascal, that little, that little rascal, Zach Mabry. <laughs> so I, have, I forget so many things, especially when I was in that, like that night. When I got home, my room was flooded, my fridge didn't work, and my toilet broke. I can tell you one thing, two things. One, I need to go to confession after that evening. 
Two, I had forgotten anything good that had ever happened to me. Like, I got so short-sighted and was only thinking about the things that had gone wrong that day that I couldn't think about anything else. Nothing good happened to me over the last few weeks. What is God doing in my life? And Exactly. So in the midst of so this, funny. I see Zach and some others. He was the first one, though. I got to give him credit. Looking back on their year. So I wanted to do that for a couple of reasons. To look back and see there are so many great things that happened this year. And I think it's those great moments that carry us through the bad ones. So we're going to go all the way back to January. I have a couple of highlights for every month. Most months, there's only one. A couple of months were more exciting than others. And some months don't have anything because apparently they didn't exist in my brain. In January, Shawnee, I went on the Jennifer Fulwiler show on the Sirius XM Catholic channel for the first time. And it started this great relationship. I went on the show like three more times throughout the year. I sang She's not too far from you. She's not. She's in Austin, but... Uh, she didn't want to be near me, so I did all of them right here from the from the studio. <laughs> she did hear about how bad your house smells. Yeah, exactly. For exactly. A short amount of time. You know, ironically enough, I was going to say that was this December that all that happened, but something bad probably happened in January too. <laughs> so, so when on the show, I, I revealed some of my unpublished worship songs. We did that as a segment a couple times throughout the show, but I, I wrote a few just for her where I take passages in the scriptures that have never had anything written about them for very obvious reasons. I write songs about them and I perform them. That was a blast. Way back in February, I got to speak at Austin's DCYC, their diocesan Catholic youth conference, maybe. I took like the first like cool kid stage selfie I don't know if you've seen oh. other other like Catholic speakers do this. It's one of those things that like I always knew that I'd be cool for once if I got to do that because I always thought like it's where you take a selfie of you, right. pretty much just my forehead in the picture, and then like all these kids that were there listening to me tell jokes and talk about Jesus They're and stuff. All here for me. <laughs> it, it was pretty cool. I think they tricked somebody. They said like you know a great speaker was in this room, and then they all were like like you know, stuck with me and I'm, I'm large. So they were scared to leave. So, um, oh. I'm just kidding. It, it was a blast. We had an a absolutely good time. Also in February, this is one of the things that I love about the show. And I've always been like super surprised by because I have a radio show and podcast. People talk to me that absolutely would never talk to me without it. Like, I mean, like you, like we would have never met without the show and you're way too cool for me. Didn't we meet in February? We didn't. We're getting there. We're getting oh. there. Just just wait. I'll talk about I'll compliment you in a second. You just wait and hold your horses. Gosh dang it. I'll sit on my hands. Okay. So <laughs> on episode 70, way back in February, I got to talk to an Olympic medalist. <laughs> like, what the heck? He's like, he's a Catholic guy who is Olympic winter winter medalist. I'm reflecting all these things that have made me very happy and have been really cool for me. In March, March 2nd. Marks a very, very special day in history. And I want you to think about this. If you have met me since later than March 2nd, 2018, you have never, not once, seen my face. That is the last time my, my head was clean shaven. All of it. The bald part on the top, that's always pretty clean shaven. And my face, like... If we have met after March 2nd, you have never seen my chin. You've never oh. seen my upper lip. You've never seen my cheeks. Nothing. What about those high school pictures you post? Well, I, I guess that's true. You're right. I lied. This whole segment is a sham. Okay. Um, 
on March 20th. Sean, do you watch cartoons? Only when my kids have them on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So on March 20th, I finished a cartoon that I did not watch with my children. I mean, my son would watch every now and then, but I was watching. It's called Star Wars Rebels. March 20th marks the first time, definitely as an adult, that I cried at the finale of a cartoon series. <laughs> wow. Star Wars Rebels may just be the best cartoon series of all time. And I watched the finale, and there were so many just beautiful moments, like self-sacrifice and all this kind of stuff. I cried in a room by myself watching a cartoon. Must great voice acting. I am a grown man <laughs> who cried watching a cartoon. On March 28th, and I sent you the notes for this show. Why don't you tell me what happened on March 28th? March 28th, you met a special someone. Okay, so- I knew it was coming soon. So I'm, I'm married, so that's not what I mean. Uh, I'm happily married, so it doesn't mean a special someone in that way. I met a very special, special man who is now one of the top four co-hosts in Forte Catholic. His name's Sean McAfee. We, were, we became friends. Woo! We're almost coming up on our friend anniversary. No, no, we're not. It's like three months away. I don't know if you know how months work. Uh, do they have like Celsius months in Italy? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> way to kill the joke. The best way to kill a joke I just found out is to go, um, no. <laughs> I learned something today. <laughs> so you came on the podcast. And we were talking about your book, Reform Yourself. And... Yeah. Instead, like, well, we talked about that in the interview, but all before, before we, you even came on the show, we became Xbox friends and started playing games together. And like video games? Yes. Ooh, I got a new friend. I have new friends. I love like, you. It was like I said bacon to a hungry dog or something. You might have just said bacon to a overweight white male. That might have worked as well. Okay. Okay. That Maybe that's the new way to kill a joke. Sean, you... I don't know if you know how co-hosting works. You're supposed to laugh at my jokes even when they're not funny. Uh, I think I laugh way too hard sometimes at regular jokes. This is what's supposed to happen when I tell a stupid joke. <laughs> ah, so <great. laughs> you're, When I tell a decent joke, you're supposed to laugh. I know people are disappointed because last week we had an actual real comedian on, and this week it's just me and you. But, I mean, we think we're funny. I mean, we laugh all the time. Yeah. You laugh at my jokes when we're playing on Xbox, but then you come on the show and I say something witty and you're like, um, no. <laughs> Taylor, my kids have woken up four times. I laugh so hard. Good. April 4th. And I know, I know people want to know about what happened in your year. We'll, we'll get to you. Okay. Uh, April 4th, the second annual ministry madness bracket results were revealed. The ministry madness bracket might be the most fun thing we do here at Forte Catholic. If you are new to the show, we've had so many new listeners come on like the last four months. So during March Madness, I make a bracket of people in Catholic ministry, podcasters, speakers, authors like Sean McAfee himself, and I pit them in a votable bracket where it is not a popularity contest. It is who would win in a fist fight between these two people. And <laughs> it is so much fun. It's ridiculous. It, I think it encapsulates what Forte Catholic is more than anything we do, except maybe stupid jokes that no one laughs at. Thanks, Sean. Uh, it's a blast, and I'm so looking forward to I'm already starting to build some of our candidates for this year. So if you have some people that you want to see in this bracket, it's new people every year, so it can't be people from previous years. If you it's have a new topic. Huh? 
Is it a new topic or no, no, no? Be like who? It's always boxing. It's always a a legal. <laughs> it's always a legal boxing match. Um, so if you have people, listeners, that you want to see in this virtual reality boxing match of Catholic ministry leaders. Just uh, send them over to me. Taylor at ForteCatholic.com is the email, or follow me at Taylor Schroll on the social medias. April 13th, I am also a track coach here at our local Catholic school, and we became the district champs for the second year in a row. You know how many, yeah. dis- you know how many district championships we have in school history? Uh, one. Two. <laughs> You're not listening. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and we have two in school history. You know I how many, that was the one. You know how many? I just said two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers are wrong, Italian. So I've been coaching for two years. We're district champs two years in a row. We went on to w- win regionals for the first time ever, and we got six medals at state, including five gold medals. It was a blast. Wow. And then on April 27th, we had the first ever catholic podcasters instagram live so how this worked was like we i don't know are you familiar with instagram live mr mcafee yeah okay so what's cool about it is like it can be just you but you can also bring people into it so we just had a rotating group of like all these different catholic podcasters people uh, like uh, annie fulkerson from salt and light uh the frank fryer came on the guys for uh, lance rosen from the catholic coaster uh, adam minahan from the catholic man show and we all like for like an hour we just kind of rotated those guys in had a conversation it was just an absolute blast so okay uh-huh. that that's the that's the first 4 months for me let's finally let you say one thing what happened for you in april <laughs> I got a book contract with OSV. Yay! Congratulations! I'm so very proud of you. Yeah, I was really excited about it. I, uh, I did this little four or five day retreat in Lake Garda in northern Italy, and it was just me and a laptop. And my goal was to jot down some ideas for books and and get started on one. So I banged out I don't know like ten thousand word uh, sample of the book, and OSV picked up on it really quick. They loved it. I went through their process contract to finish that book a couple months ago and really happy about that i'm so very proud of you moving moving on to me may 9th uh, the most elusive guest in show history finally came on so way before our friends over at clerically speaking started this joke at the end of their show saying oh no we didn't have time for tommy ty uh for months at the beginning of this year before clerically speaking even existed I stole the joke first from Jimmy Kimmel, our good friend Jimmy Kimmel, who never has enough time for Matt Damon. And Father Jared Cook committed to come on the show. And then after like, he didn't come on for like six months. So at the end of every show, I said, oh, no, we didn't have enough time for Father Jared Cook until he came on. I did that in June. On June 20th marks another time that I met some, a, a very special someone. He is, he's very okay. Very, very okay. Uh, his name is Father Anthony Serapa, and he is now a co-host on this show as well. He's become a good friend of us. I introduced you two at some point, and then y'all became better friends than, than I was replaced. <laughs> no, matchmaker. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a fine. And uh, it's funny, I... Uh, I posted the other day on January 1st, actually, it would be. Twitter told me, like, my top tweet of every month for 2018. The last, like, six months, 
it was either something that I did with Father Anthony or something I did with Jonathan Blevins because they have like nine billion followers <laughs> between them. Uh, maybe not that many, but that's the equivalent in the Catholic world. You know, like fourteen thousand is eight billion. Uh, <laughs> they are really good at it. Yeah, they are. It's, so it's, it's not just that they have a lot of followers; they're really fun to follow. I feel. Don't build Father Anthony up too much. We can compliment Jonathan. It's fine. I like him. Uh, him. On June 23rd, I made my EWTN debut. I went on Bear Wozniak's show. That was a blast. And then uh, for our friends over at the Catholic Coaster Podcast and uh, Father Harrison Ayer, we always joke with them about how Canada doesn't actually exist. Well, um, in June, at the end of June, I had to admit that, that either I was duped or I saw Canada for the first time. I went to Detroit, and I looked across the bay to the south, and I looked south at Canada. It was crazy. So unless all the signs lied to me, I was looking at Canada, and I can confirm it might exist. That's, that's my current stance on Canada. Anything nice. happen for you in June? I got a promotion. A promotion? I a promotion in my job here. Yep. I think if we talked about this, can you say what you do for a living? No. Okay, good. Uh, why don't you say it right now, and I'll just bleep it out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you got a promotion. You're uh, like the Neil Patrick Harris character in How I Met Your Mother. We all know Please. you have a job, and you're like important or something. We just can't know what it is. Please. Uh, that's the third worst way to kill a joke. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> that's so- what he says. <laughs> in July... For me, apparently nothing happened. Like, I did this all by scrolling through social media because we all know that we only post the good things on social media. So I figured if I want to see my highlights for the year, I just scroll through my Instagram feed. So apparently nothing happened for me. So I'll take this opportunity to say uh, that me, my wife, and all three of my children, we all had birthdays this year. It was just kind of weird that all five of them, like, happened in the same year. It was pretty cool. What happened for you in July? We had a new baby girl, our fourth kid, and our first girl. Your first girl. Oh, gosh. Did I just prophesy? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've done this with every kid. I've been like, oh, this is our third son. And now I just did it again. That is how that happens. The third son that you have is your third you son. You just get it in your mind and then you do it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Oh. So- <laughs> <laughs> Bleep. Uh, uh, <laughs> moving on to August 4th. <laughs> Um, I became an affiliate with Catholic Bomb Co. I partner with them. They give a discount code. So if you go to ForteCatholic.com slash beard, you can get a discount off your first order from Catholic Bomb Co. And Sean, I haven't told anybody this. This is an announcement. I'm the only person that knows this. I was the partner of the year. Oh, with Catholic Bomb Co. Congratulations. So I I just want to thank everybody. Like I do the show for free. And there we we have we have some uh, supporters on Patreon who I'm very thankful for that help essentially make me not lose money on the show, which is really cool. But the affiliate with Catholic Beard Bomb really helped us this uh, this Christmas season. So I want to thank everybody who purchased through that link. It helped buy my children some Christmas presents. And also my, my wife got a Roomba, which I wouldn't have been able to afford without you the listeners so thank you thank you very much august 13th my son started kindergarten august 16th i met the the famed as we already mentioned bearded blevins he came on the show which um i have told people before is either the top episode or second top episode in show history we will reveal that later in the show in september what happened for you buddy 
Oh, September. I went to the Catholic Answers Conference and signed a bunch of books. That was a ton of fun. I met a lot of great people there. Wait, wait, wait. The Catholic Answers Conference was in America. Exactly. So if you got extradited, how did you get back in? Snuck. You, you snuck in? Okay. Revealed here on Forte Catholic, uh, Sean McAfee, if he ever sets foot again on American soil, I'll tell you where he is, Mr. FBI. That's your name. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, September 12th, we had a huge celebration for the 100th episode of the show. We had nine guests on. All people had been on before. So much fun. On September 19th, this is a good thing, but it's going to sound like a bad thing. One of my good friends, Becca Landry, who's been on the show before, walked up to me and told me that my Instagram looked terrible. Uh, oh, <laughs> thanks, Becca. She said, I'll fix it. So since September 19th, she has been creating the images for the Forte Catholic episodes. They look phenomenal. And here's the the funny thing. When I would post the show, like here's the deal. I would post something on Instagram. It would get like three likes, right? Ever since Becca started making these images, people actually like them because it's not this schmuck over here making them with a a $2 (laughs) app on my iPad. Like Microsoft Paint. (laughs) Microsoft Paint. I'm making clip art over here. So thanks, Becca. In October, on October 2nd, speaking of uh, making images, a producer extraordinaire, Nick Sharapa, brother of of the uh, infamous Father Sharapa, uh, he made a tremendous Photoshop of me on an eagle. You know the Yoo-Hoo stuff? Did you hear this story, Sean? I did not. Okay, you did not. So we were talking about the song On Eagle's Wings. Are you are you pro On Eagle's Wings or, or con on On Eagle's Wings? I'm definitely pro. I have some special memories with that song. Oh, no. <laughs> I do, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to tell the story anyway and maybe apologize to you later. So I used to sing at funerals. It's a very popular funeral song, often as the opening song, and I would sing at funerals up in the choir loft. And the first words to that song, Sean, since you have such fond memories, uh, do you know the first words of that song? I don't, but I'm Googling them now. Okay, I'll just tell you. It's, you who dwell in the shelter of the Lord. So here's how how, how I would start these funerals. I would just essentially be up top and start playing my guitar. And here's the first thing you would hear at a funeral from up and top in the choir loft. Yoo-hoo! Because <laughs> that's how the song goes. Yoo-hoo! Dwell in the shelter of the Lord. So it, it was just very awkward to, to start a funeral like, Yoo-hoo! I'm up in the choir loft! The funeral's <laughs> starting yeah. now! So, Never heard that. Uh, so I made that joke and Nick heard it, made an image of me as like the yoo-hoo, like the drink that we all drink as kids, at least as American children, and me like riding an eagle. It was an absolute blast. October 17th, I, I interviewed a former Swiss guard, another person that I probably should have never been able to talk to. That was pretty cool. Um, wow. On October 24th, I fought a baby elephant. If you want to hear that story, go listen to episode 106. Uh, in November, we here at Forte Catholic... Right after, actually, you became a co-host. Maybe it was because of you. We'll just say that for now. We were nominated for the Fisher's Net Award Podcast of the Year. And Sean, for about 14 minutes, we were in the lead. because Those are the most beautiful 14 <laughs> minutes of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before the big dogs like Pints with Aquinas and Patrick Coffin like, found out they were nominated and tweeted it and, and put it out to the like million followers, my crew, our uh, followers, listeners, whatever, Everybody went out and voted for us, and we were in first place for 14 minutes. It was a blast. But even then, it was cool just to be nominated. What about you in November? 
November. We moved into a new house here in Italy, which made a lot of difference for our quality of life. We were pretty unhappy with uh, our previous situation, and now we have a, a like a house, a standalone house to ourselves, and life couldn't be better. We're very happy here. I was happy too because it meant that your internet connection was better for whenever we played oh, video games. Yeah, that was a tremendous boost. Like I said, quality of life. <laughs> you also said you joined CF in November. What does that mean? Oh, FC. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? We're take Catholic, bro. Oh, Come I've on. heard of that. Okay. Yeah, way to kill a joke. <laughs> okay, no. And then I already talked about what happened in December when my wife and I went to New Orleans. That was the highlight. The reason I did this is for two reasons. Number one, looking back at this year, I can see how tremendously blessed my life is. It's been such a fun year. It's been great for me personally. It's been great for for the show. It's been great just all around. So whenever these hard weeks come up, these hard things come up, whether it's spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever, I went on a retreat with Father Ryan Higdon, and he said, what are the five moments for you? that are like the strongest uh, moments of spiritual growth or where you felt connected to God. You could do it for your whole life or over the past year, and you just hold those five things mentally in your back pocket at all times. So whenever something bad happens, you just pull out those five. Whenever you have a doubt, whenever something bad happens, whatever, you just pull out those five things You remember those and say, this is how I'm going to get through this. And like, honestly, going through this list made me just so thankful and so grateful to God, so grateful to my for my family, so grateful to everybody who's put any work into this show, you, all the other co-hosts, all everybody that's come on as a guest, everybody that's listening. It made me so thankful uh, for the life that God has allowed me to lead. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody. For now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We're going to come back with the author of this song, the artist who made this song, Mr. Brandon Morell. Talk to him a little bit about culture. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. Still joined by co-host for the day, Sean McAfee, who is dancing Hi. very sillily. Is sillily a word? He's dancing yeah, like sure. a very, very white male from the Midwest to this song that is by today's guest, one of the first guests ever in Forte Catholic history, Mr. Brandon B. The Symbol Morell. Welcome back to the show, bud. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, oh, so he does have a middle name. <laughs> he does. We were just talking about that. Uh, you don't have a middle name, but your middle name was given to you whenever you took on the name Be the Symbol. That's your middle name now. You should get it legally changed. Is this his rap, is this his rap name? Like the, uh, like the artist formerly known as? <laughs> yeah, so, I go by the symbol and the artist stuff. Yeah, his, he's just symbol. You should change your name to your legal name to symbol. Here's what I think you should do. We all know of the great American poet Kanye West. He recently changed his name to just the last two letters of his first name to Ye or 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 Yay. Which is it, Brandon? <laughs> yay, <laughs> yay, yeah. So like, it's kind of funny because like it makes sense as Kanye, but when you look at it by itself, it just looks like Ye. Which Ye. Oh, that's what I think of whenever I think of <laughs> Kanye West now. Uh, so, so here's what you need to do. You need to legally change your name to On, O-N, because that's the last two letters of your first name. That would be strange on job applications. Just imagine like that coming in a resume, like On. <laughs> Who is it? Hello, can I please speak to On? What? <laughs> They'd be like, uh, we like your name backwards. <laughs> I, I know, I know a, a, there's, there's an Asian buddy of mine whose name is A-H-N. His name is On. That works for him. Well, yeah, that's different. Yeah. 
Or, I mean, if you don't like on, we can we can change it up a little bit, and you can be the last two letters of your last name and just be L, which which would fit with the Hispanic culture thing, I would imagine. Yeah, and then that on his driver's be, license, it would be Erron. That would uh, that would just sound like someone who's kind of full of themselves, just L, just the 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 what? Just the. <laughs> and I think that was like the one of the names for for god in the old testament so uh we yeah, yeah. We, we definitely don't want to tread in those lines we're just going to stick with calling you brandon be the symbol morale how's that yeah that sounds good. <laughs> okay all right so everybody can find you at be the symbol.com and i have thanked you privately but i have not yet thanked you publicly to your face i thank you publicly on the show because a few months ago forte catholic got some new intro and outro music for our segments by this catholic rapper from new york city you know anything about him hey i don't know man i think uh he just was like looking through social media and he decided hey let me just send this guy some instrumentals i don't know you saw someone in need you're a very good samaritan uh <laughs> no for real thanks for letting me use the music i think it spiced up the show a little bit instead of just using the same song over and over we've got a little bit of flavor now i appreciate it yeah no definitely man whenever okay so here we are i am a large white male Sean is a large, uh, large-ish. How would you describe yourself, Sean? How much do you weigh? I weigh two hundred and forty-five pounds on Tuesdays. Okay, you, you're heavier than me. I'm six-two, and I'm two oh five. Wow, that means everyone that I need to lose forty pounds this year. Happy <laughs> New Year, New Year's resolution. <laughs> I'm not going to lose any weight because every time oh. I resolve to do something, I do the opposite. Here's resolve what- to do the opposite. I'm going to gain 40 pounds this year. Okay, Brandon, you are not a large white male. Not at all. I am a short Latino man from the Bronx, <laughs> New York. <so. laughs> I have uh, height issues. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's so funny because all of us met. I've actually never met Sean in person. I've met you, Brandon, in person multiple times. And mm-hmm. I thought Sean was shorter and you were taller than in real life. I just found out three minutes ago that Sean is 6'2", and I don't believe it. I thought exactly. you were like a normally sized man, Brandon, and you you don't buy airline tickets. You just put yourself in a suitcase, and somebody carries you <laughs> on. <laughs> it's, it surprised me, but what's the whole thing? Like, the big things come in small packages. I always like the tugboat analogy. You ever heard the tugboat analogy? Nah, I never heard that one. Okay. Do you know what a tugboat is? Do they have tugboats in New York in in the they inner city? Definitely don't. Okay. I've, I've seen them on, um, okay. You're, videos. you're <laughs> <laughs> they're this mythical creature like unicorns. So a tugboat is very small and they carry these large barges uh whenever they don't work. You're the tugboat of the Catholic Church. Gotcha. We we brought you on today, one, because you're my friend. Secondly, we want to talk a little bit about differences and about uh, what it actually means to be Catholic. This was your idea, so I'm going to let you kind of spark it off for us here. Ah, oh, man. Well, yeah, we were just, we were texting back and forth for a little earlier, and um, I know that it's one of the conversations that I find myself in a lot, and I think that uh, maybe in some areas it isn't brought up enough, how we are a universal faith. And sometimes that universality doesn't come across, um, especially in some of the images that are used, especially in just like the way certain things are designed. I guess one, some of the, the issues that I've encountered and some of the things that have left people feeling bothered that they've brought to me, you know, I feel like I've been in a unique position where I'm in between two worlds, where most people that I grew up with, I didn't grow up in the church at all. So that's my family, friends, everybody. Not only would they be 
not in the church, but many would be against the Catholic church based on the perceptions that they have of it. And most of the perceptions, the issues that they have really have to do with image. Just the fact that they feel like it's a place that's not for people like them. And so I find just being, being in a space where I'm, I'm able to kind of be a different voice, one that truly believes in things like the sacraments and the magisterium and, you know, all the great things of our faith, but one who also comes from culture. And when I say culture, I don't mean, I don't want to limit that to ethnicity, but just grew up in a very diverse place like New York City, you know, is used to diversity in food, diversity in languages spoken, diversity in like styles and approaches. Um, I mean, literally even diversity in the music. Like I'll go to a youth group and and ask what are the songs that they're listening to? And it'll, I'll be lucky if I hear the same artist mentioned twice in a group full of 50 kids. Yeah, just trying to like be able to show that no, the church really is for all people and um, bring that all together. So I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we've been we've been talking a lot in the last couple of months about finding a place in the church. Like, how do we find a place in the church? Like, I've struggled with it for different reasons, but I think yours, you hit on a, on a subject that I think is a much broader thing of an, an entire culture finding it hard to find their place in the church. And you said that you had a couple examples and just so that the audience knows kind of what we're talking about, why don't you share some of your experiences that you've had of either yourself or some of the people that you work with in the inner city in New York, not really feeling like the Catholic church is for them. So for example, I grew up, my very first best friend in elementary school was a Korean kid. My other best friend right afterwards was Jamaican. I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican grew up around just a lot of different people like that. And so like, like I'm used to, like in my home, we didn't only eat rice and beans every day. Like my mom would make Italian food right now to this day. Like my wife will make cook Indian food and cook Jamaican food the next day. And then like, we just, that's kind of the way we are. Even the music that we'll listen to, we'll go from soca to like worship music. <laughs> you know, we'll go from like rap music to like, I'll play Antonio Vivaldi and Mozart and stuff to kind of relax the baby, things like that. So one of the youth groups that, that I run, well, all of them, one of them I run here in the Bronx, literally like I have Filipino kids, I have Indian, Bangladeshi kids, I have Mexican, Colombian, Dominican, you know, um, and so what happens is all of them are coming together and a lot of times I'll try and play a video, let's say, for example, for a topic for a youth group night. And what I've encountered is I'll play a video that maybe in the Catholic world is one of the ones that's used a lot or has a lot of views and maybe it touches on a topic and I literally will see kids completely space out. One, it'll be like the examples are used are like someone who lives in a house in the suburbs or, or in the countryside right, and not be someone who lives in an apartment building who wants to go to the corner store, you know, um, or just like the, in the people themselves that are used in that video, there won't be that diversity of people in there. And so what happens is I'll, I literally will watch as kids will clock out and just be like, okay, well, this isn't for me. Yeah. Like because of that, I've had to like take that information from those kind of things and be like, all right, I'm going to use something else. I'm going to present this same idea, but we're going to have to create something from scratch for our own. Um, so like that, that would be an example. Like, for example, like I have one kid that, I, that I've known for years and he is a kid from Bangladesh who listens and plays heavy metal music. Of, of course he is. I have another teen who is Haitian and Puerto Rican and she listens to K-pop. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's just like the norm. 
And I, I used, there was one of those guys who committed suicide about a year ago. And I used them as a topic to talk about the value of life and just, you know, being pro-life and so forth. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, I got you. Know? you. Hey, there's a really cool quote from the dogmatic constitution on the church in the modern world. I don't know if you ever read the documents of Vatican II. Anybody? Crickets? Yeah, Crickets? I did. Hey, hey, hey. I read it in grad school. Gaudium et Spes has a great quote that tells exactly what Brandon is sharing here. It says, moreover, since in virtue of her mission and since her nature is bound to no particular form of human culture, nor any political, economic, or social system, the church by her very universality can be very close bond between diverse human communities and nations. So Brandon, how do you see that in, in the communities you work with? What does the Catholic Church have to offer these super diverse communities that you're working in? Well, I mean, obviously truth, right? <laughs> so obviously there is that universal truth that everybody can find themselves in. Obviously Jesus himself, um, the sacraments. What's what really interesting, what's been really cool to watch in one parish that I have is... For example, there's a strong Filipino community and there's a strong Mexican community. And so just this past Advent going into Christmas, the Filipino community does this thing. Oh, man, I can't remember what it's called. But I know the Mexicans, they do posadas. And I saw that they're done at the same time leading up to Christmas. And what they did is they combined it and they brought both of those people together. So you had... You had tacos, <laughs> and then you had like Filipino noodles. I forgot what they're called and things like that together. Um, <laughs> that sounds and amazing. And watch how those people kind of celebrated and brought it together. I thought that was like really cool. And we have even um, included the teens in that stuff. So that that was like an example. Yeah, that's beautiful because knowing it, like it, man, we can we can accept and we can like celebrate each other in our faith. We have these things in common. We have the truths of the church. We have that we're all practicing Catholics, but yet we have these different cultures. Like we talk all the time on the show about the transcendentals, what is true, good, and beautiful in every culture. Like that's the church is supposed to bring, uh, it's just supposed to go to the culture and bring the cu- culture closer to the church. It's, it's supposed to be this give and take constantly. So whatever in a natural culture is true, good, and beautiful, we keep. And then whatever is not as much, the church has the, these truths. And and love and mercy that the church offers to help bring those things closer to God. I love that. I love what you're doing. Yeah. And different cultures have different way of expressing those transcendentals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Through, right. Especially through the arts. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a conversation I found myself at um, a lot, especially when we come to like beauty and aesthetics. Right. I mean, whereas in some forms of art, Let's just let's talk about music. The highs and the melodies of the music are the things like the harmonies, how that comes together. Maybe the thing that people look to is like, wow, that's so artistic, so beautiful. It's so like clever. But when you go to like your average teen, what defines music when they say like, oh, that's fire, that's hot. That like what they're really saying is like, that is good. You know, that is that is beautiful to me is what defines it is the instrumentation of the percussion and the bass, you know, which is literally the opposite when that bass hits is what makes them go oh like that's one of those things that i think you got to look at and then even like visually where some people may look at wearing a suit and tie is like that or wearing like shoes or whatever they're looking at like oh wait yeezys jordans timberland boots that bait hoodie that to them is more beautiful than the other thing i always laugh watching all these like athletes now when they walk in with what they're dressed it's like 
If I wore that, I would be laughed at for the rest of my life. Like, I just don't have the social credibility to walk around and, like, what these NFL and NBA players walk into their games on. But You don't have much credibility. Period. Whatsoever. But Brandon does. Brandon, I want to thank you for coming on again. I want to thank you again for letting us use the music. Thank you for your ministry as well, because what you're doing shows one of my favorite things about the church, especially when it comes to how we worship. If there are people who love the Latin Mass— I'm so happy for them that the Catholic Church has that. There are people who love the Novus Ordo Mass. I'm so happy for people like that, that the church has that. We have people in Africa who have processions for two hours before their Mass, and they're dancing, and they're all dressed up. I'm so happy that we have that. I love the ways when culture and the church can come together for good. So, Brandon, thank you. And how can people get connected with you, hear your music, and find you online? Literally on every social media platform is Be The Symbol, so B-E-T-H-E. S Y M B O L. Taylor gets mad at me because I don't pay attention to Twitter that much. Come on, man. But, <laughs> um, me neither. I, I'll, I'll post this. I'll post this episode on Twitter, and you'll retweet it in like three months. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I'm mainly on Instagram, but it's the same on everything. Um, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, Snapchat, so forth. Um, and then the website is be the symbol.com. Yeah, and you've got your music on iTunes. I just bought the album. I want people to go check it out. Uh, Brandon, you're the man. Uh, Everybody else, we will be right back after this short break. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. And finally, the moment you have all been waiting for, the countdown of the top 10 episodes in downloads, listens of Forte Catholic over the last year. Sean, at the beginning of the show, you weren't very excited when I was excited. Now I want you to be just very excited. Are you ready for this? Oh my gosh, you were muted. (laughs) Try it again. (laughs) What are we waiting for? What are you waiting for? Okay. Here's what we do. I'm going to play some music. We're going to count down from 10 to 1. These are the most downloaded, most listened to podcasts in the year of our Lord, 2018. What percentage do you think comes in the last, like, four months? We'll talk about that soon. Please keep the confidential information to yourself, McAfee, you darn Italian. Here we go. Coming in at number 10 is episode 111, entitled Don't Use Half Your Brain, Sean McAfee. Uh, We got a saying from Father Anthony Sharapa, hug people and bring a rope. I'll let you figure out what that means by listening to episode 111. Michael Foley joined the show to teach us how to drink better with St. Nicholas for the Christmas season. Number nine is episode 106, where producer Sam and Father Jared Cook were supposed to be back for this episode, but they both got sick in the Holy Land. So instead, I had guest producer AJ Barrows. Uh, We talked about what we would do if we won the $1.6 billion lottery. Y'all remember that? That was such a thing. Uh, I also uh, fought a baby elephant and had the author of the book Jesus Loves Movies on the show 
It was great. Episode 106. Number eight is episode 108. Ironically enough, all in in 24 hours, I got hurt. I had a strange dining experience. I was confused by the elections. I was frustrated by a doctor's visit and stumped by a gospel passage. And we also had... Teresa Zoe Williams make her triumphant podcast and radio debut episode 108. Number seven is the oldest one on the list. Episode 67, we did some of the aforementioned unpublished worship songs. And my boy Everett Fritz came on to talk about what discipleship actually is. Because it's such a buzzword and nobody knows what it actually is. So we talked about that there. Number six is episode 113. I came back from the National Catholic Youth Ministers Conference with stories and insights. Father Jared returned to co-host the show. Uh, We have a homily battle between me, Father Jared, and a bishop. Uh, We talked about uh, one of my new favorite songs. And we had Layla Miller come on the show to talk about some controversial topics. All right, here's your top five. Episode 103 was the two-year anniversary of Forte Catholic. It was a huge celebration. Chris Mueller from EverydayCatholic.com came on the show. We also talked about Beyonce's song, Halo. Uh, Producer Sam, uh, her her, uh, she talked about her upcoming trip to the Holy Land. And I had a conversation with Twitterbots. That was fun. Episode four. Sean, I see your name on this. Episode, yeah, this is the one where we did it, right? We did. It was uh, episode 110. We co- You co-hosted with me. We talked about the National Youth Workers Convention, why Satan fell. I think you smoked heresy or something. Father Anthony <laughs> yelled at you about that. Allegedly. Allegedly. And Chris Stefanik came on the show. It was a good time had by all. Number three. I had a crazy week once again in episode 102. Sam had a producer Sam had a rough week that week as well. And we talked about how we get through those tough weeks kind of like we did today. Uh, and in the second segment, Bill Snyder, the host of Young Catholics Respond, came on the show because we did a, a podcast crossover and he talked about his three open heart surgeries. The dude's my age and already had three of them. It was tremendous. All right, guys. <clears throat> We have talked about these last two for quite some time. They have been vying for that number one spot. Who do you think got second for Sean McAfee? Was it Bearded Blevins or was it T with Tolkien? I can't slam either of them, but uh, number one's going to have to be my boy. You are correct, sir. Number two is our really good friend, T with Tolkien, coming on... uh, she is the, my co-nemesis against Father Anthony Sharapa. We talked about Twitter beef. We <laughs> talked about her Catholic Twitter title of the Queen Mother of Catholic Twitter. And, of course, her title, T and Tolkien. Uh, we also talk about uh, CrossFit and Fortnite, Chicken Nuggets, Vatican Three. Uh, we had a little bit of everything that episode. It was a blast. And number one, as you said, episode 96 Our boy Bearded Blevins of Fortnite and Catholic fame came on the show. I also found this new app called Bible Lens where I could take a picture of anything and the app like suggested a Bible verse for it. It was hilarious. We had, oh yeah, it was so much fun, dude. So, uh, and then also Chris Agron came on in the final episode to talk about Catholic memes. That's it, everybody. Your top 10 Forte Catholic episodes of the year. Sean, 
that does it for us here in this episode. I want to just thank you for everything you've done. You are a good looking and good human being, and I love you. Stop speaking heresy. Okay, that was heresy. We will be back next week for another episode of the Forte Catholic Podcast in the year of our Lord, 2009. Say it! Hey, thanks for listening to today's show. You guys rock. Uh, We didn't have enough time to get into it in the podcast, so I just wanted to let you know now. I am so happy to say that the podcast numbers, downloads, listens from 2018 quadrupled that of 2017. Thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart for listening, continuing to listen, for sharing it with your friends and family that you knew would like it. I just... Please keep doing that. And also, as my gift to you, we've got some free content over at Patreon. Usually, Patreon is our community site where you can give back to the show and get exclusive behind-the-scenes looks into the show. We've got a hilarious moment from last week's show where Father Anthony took over the mic while I left to go get some water and go to the restroom. It's hilarious. Patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. Again, thank you guys so much. Y'all rock. Love you. Peace.